and welcome into another great edition of Strong Style, Impact Media's weekly dive into the world of mixed martial arts and pro wrestling and, and combat sports. We'll get into some of that. I'm your host, Jeremy, the Impact York. Welcome in. I had a lot of grand plans for this, <laughs> for this, um, not really sure what that was. For this week's episode, and then I was reminded that um, there is quite a bit of action this weekend. Wow, sorry about that. That was uh, crazy. Uh, just uh, misunderstanding here in the studio. That was fun. Um, anyway, like I said, this is, uh, I had these grand plans. Oh, wait, before I even get into that. Uh, if you want to follow the show at Team Impact Media on Twitter, you can find us on Facebook by looking up Impact Media. You could probably just look for Strong Style, find the same. Look up under myself, Jeremy York, at the Impact 99 on practically any social media. We'll also get, uh, get you in touch with us. And also, the the current email for Impact Media is 3endzone, that's E-E-N-D-Z-O-N-E, at gmail.com. That is back from our end zone days uh, when that was our only show. But you can get into, get into there. Obviously, anywhere you can find a podcast, leave a uh, question, comment, suggestion, review. We appreciate all of that. And uh, make sure you hit the subscribe button because... That helps us out where we can continue to bring you free content and not charge like some of those other people do. Now, as I said, I had these grand plans, things I was going to get into, all this fun stuff. I just, man, I, I mean, we're going to do this, and then we're going to do this, and then, uh, and, and then uh, I, I looked at some of my notes, and I was reminded by uh, our producers that this weekend, practically everybody has a giant event. I think AEW is the only one who does not of something we cover. But I think they're doing like a, like t tonight. And then next week, it's like a two-night event. I got that right? I don't remember, but practically everybody has a giant event uh, outside of AEW, which is why I'm going to start with AEW right now. And AEW this week, we're going to, of course, start with Dynamite, where... Um, I'll be honest, they started off, you know, normally they're they're pretty good about having Adam Cole or uh, Darby Allen start off one of the big shows, and it gets a giant pop and gets everybody into it. Uh, they uh, they stayed in the same realm, and they went CM Punk versus Dax Harwood. Now the Gun Club come out and kind of did some screwy things towards the end, but... This match, for people who don't know, 
Uh, Dax Harwood is more than just a tag team guy. Fantastic match. Him and CM Punk uh, pushed each other a lot. You know, CM Punk is is not fully back where he was a handful of years ago, but he's, he's getting real close. Him and Dax Harwood, they tore it up. They absolutely tore it up. Obviously, CM Punk gets the win in that one, but uh, if, you're, if you're Dax Harwood, you don't hang your head on that one because you basically went the distance with still one of the best in the business. So, uh, And then the gun club showing up. It's They're trying to integrate the gun club into this, and, you know, that's Billy Gunn's kids, Austin, and... I'll be honest, I don't remember the other one's name. But anyway, um, other things that were of note. Um, the MJF Wardlow thing is interesting. It was it was an angle I, I was pretty sure we were going to see, and and I think I'm going to look into this. I just thought of this theory. See, Wardlow, I believe, does a little mixed martial arts on the side, kind of like Jake Hager. And I think that in in MJF, he's now partnering up with Sean Spears. That is a better sidekick. Wardlow is not much of a sidekick. Um, I think in MJF saying, well, uh, since I employ you and not AEW, I'm going to start paying you to stay home. I think that's an interesting angle, either for him to take a a little bit of time off, which is weird because he's just getting a push, or B, he's taking a little bit of time because maybe he has a fight coming up or something like that. I'm going to look that up uh, at some point, not probably not during this show, but uh, it would it would not surprise me if, if he's taking maybe the next couple weeks off because he has an MMA fight. Wouldn't surprise me. But MJF and Wardlow, we all know they're going to split at some point. Wardlow is going to find some way to get an AEW contract or something like that out of it. It's, it's going to be interesting. Maybe a ladder match. I don't particularly like ladder matches all the time because I think they're overdone. But having a ladder match with the contract up there, where if MJF gets the contract, then Wardlow stays under his his uh, thumb. And if Wardlow wins, he gets his freedom and an AEW contract. Not a bad idea. Vince McMahon listens to me. Tony Khan, maybe you do too. Maybe you listen to me. Um, Adam Cole took on Jay Lethal. I've seen these guys wrestle half a dozen times. Every time is pay-per-view main event quality, and this was no different. Having Red Dragon out there, it was kind of a callback to some old Ring of Honor stuff. But uh, Adam Cole does win, as he should. I mean, he's the number one contender for the heavyweight title. You can't have him being beat by anybody at the moment. So, uh, but moving forward, it'd be fun to see what they do. Jay Lethal is one of those guys who adds instant credibility and clout to any situation and uh, he definitely did that there he brings out a different side of adam cole fantastic match just fantastic match uh having adam cole and the young bucks was fun for a little while but 
you got to have Red Dragon with Cole. It's they're they're just like the perfect trio. They just are. Um, of course, Hangman come out to confront Cole later. That 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 needed to be more than a one match thing. So I'm glad they're continuing that. Um. Looks like Thunder Rosa and Nyla Rose are going to be in a program pretty soon. Uh, they, uh, a lot of people say that Thunder Rosa got done dirty. She was supposed to have a celebration this week and, or last week, and instead she got attacked by Nyla Rose. Um, to say she got done dirty, you guys must not watch a lot of pro wrestling. Um, every time you think somebody's getting an accolade or accomplishment, it usually means you're going to find some way to underhandedly have them attacked or things like that. So uh, she's used to it. She's a big girl. And uh, it's also going to be a really good champ because I don't think they're going to have Nyla Rose immediately beat her. So it'll be a good title defense. It did bug me a little bit that the new team of Chris Jericho and Daniel Garcia, who are part of the Jericho Appreciation Society, uh, Jericho's little band, newest band of misfits who are sports entertainers who beat up pro wrestlers. Well, this week they took on John Silver and Reynolds, who are just a really, really good tag team out of Dark Order. Some underhanded stuff, obviously, but Jericho and Garcia get the win. I hate that uh, Silver and Reynolds get the loss because they're a really good team. I think they were in the top five. In the rankings, AEW somebody who actually uses rankings. But, um, you know, Jericho and Garcia are going to start beating people, so that's fine. And I believe that was the main event, so that means we will move on to Rampage. I like Rampage because you legitimately get three to four quality matches. Like, there's not a whole lot of throwaway. You used to get maybe a Wardlow squash match or something like that, but you don't even get that anymore, which is nice. Like, we open up with Lance Archer versus Dustin Rhodes, and they beat the crap out of each other and probably lost a pint of blood apiece. It was just a brutal Texas-style, just not really death match because it didn't have barbed wire and weird crap that I don't particularly like in wrestling, but it, 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 even though Dustin won the match, it seems like Lance Archer was in better shape walking out of there, and they're, they're trying to build him up into the murder hulk monster that he used to be before they just stopped writing in into the show. But uh, I'd like to see these two fight again, and hopefully you do too. I, th- I thought it was a really, really good match. Um, number 10, Vance, and number 5, Alan Angels from Dark Order took on Red Dragon. Of course, Red Dragon wins this, but uh, Alan Angels and, gosh, what is Vance's first name? I forgot, but uh, he was the one handpicked by Brody, Brody Lee, 
to uh, potentially be something down the road. And I believe both number five and number 10 there from Dark Order, Angels and Vance, I think they're both from Atlanta. So uh, very cool to see that. They're a really cool team. Of course, Red Dragon gets the win, though, because you, it's just hard to beat them. They have been a team for at least a decade or better. And Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, they're just that good. Nyla Rose took on Maddie uh, Rinkowski. She's a pretty cool up-and-coming independent wrestler. Uh, she stood no chance in this one. It was a complete washout squash that I am not a fan of at all because it didn't show anything. It didn't prove anything. didn't help anything whatsoever. It would have helped if maybe Thunder Rosa come out there and uh, interfered a little bit or just got in the head of Nyla and maybe almost cost her to lose, but it was it was never out of hand. Um, then we had Swerve Strickland, otherwise known as Swerve Scott from NXT. But he's Swerve Strickland now. He took on Ricky Starks for the FTW Championship. Of course, Hobbs was down there. Keith Lee came down there at some point, too. Uh, Starks did win the match. Ricky Starks is very underrated. He is a highly, highly talented wrestler for sure. Uh, and and him and Swerve, man, they had a, a hellacious match. Obviously, if he's going to the, lose the FTW title, it's not going to be to a guy who showed up two weeks ago, even though Swerve is that good. I think these two know each other from somewhere. It had to be maybe pre-WWE days or something, maybe even early WWE days. I haven't looked up to see if Starks was there, but it was uh, fantastic. Just uh, it if to be the main event, you know, like I said, uh, Lance Archer and Dustin Rhodes, well, that could have been the main event. Uh, Angels and Vans versus Red Dragon, well, that could have been. Nothing personal to Matty Runkowski, uh, but uh, the, the Nyla match was not going to be. But Swerve versus Starks, very good. We're going to see Swerve and Keith Lee versus Starks and Hobbs. That's fun. That's going to be fun. So now let's get into it. This weekend, or better yet, we will let's see. There's no UFC this weekend, and there's no okay. There's no combat. Okay. Well, then, uh, and real quickly, let's. Let's uh, recap because this will recap all of uh, this will be all the recap, and then the rest of the show will be us previewing us previewing uh, all the action. So let's start with the main event of USC Fight Night: Curtis Blades versus Chris Dawkins. I got home in time. Busy, busy weekend. Got home in time to see this one live. It was the only one I saw live. I had DVR the rest of them. I went back and watched them immediately. And was not disappointed. We all know Curtis Blades can out-wrestle practically everybody in the room as long as Daniel Cormier is not in the room. We all know Chris Dawkins is a up-and-coming fighter. I believe he's a former policeman. Doesn't, I mean, doesn't play into this. That much doesn't mean much. Uh, he loves to throw heavy hands. We're talking cinder blocks. And uh, Curtis can throw some, too. This matchup came down to that. 
somebody has got in Curtis Blade's head that uh, he's a boring fighter. And here's what they mean by that. They mean that when he just hangs on to a guy and wrestles him to the ground and stays on top and stays in control, he does it for three to five rounds, that people don't uh, get as excited as, you know, a knockout or a submission or whatever. Okay, I, I get that. And for the most part, yeah, the audience is looking for the big wow moment and not the just total domination. I particularly like just watching somebody just outmaneuver and control for the, the whole fight. And that's normally what Curtis does. But somebody's got in his head. Curtis has decided that he is just going to stand and deliver. Kind of the opposite of what Nganu did. You know, Nganu is known for striking and he just out-wrestled Cyril gone last time around and shocked us all. So Curtis decided he was going to stand and, and throw with Chris. From what we saw, Chris never touched Curtis. Never touched him with a shot. Because... What you, what you mean? I, I can't believe he didn't get credit for at least a couple strikes. I thought he might have, but... 17 seconds into round number two, Chris Dawkins uh, throws a good combination. Goes to kind of duck out to his left. As he does, the cinder block right hand of Curtis Blades catches him flush in the face he goes down like uh like a ton of bricks curtis pops on jumps on top it gets called it should have tko victory for curtis blades man the heavyweights never disappoint so now the obvious thing what next for chris Dawkins? Uh, he probably fights somebody somewhere between 6 to 10, because he's probably ranked somewhere in there. What's next for Curtis Blades? Well, they asked Curtis, get the chance to call somebody out. Do you want a title shot? Do you want, um, you know, Stipe Miocic just sitting two rows deep? They keep pointing him out, and he's taking photos with Joe Burrow while they're calling him out, which is kind of funny, um, which in all honesty, he didn't know he was going to get called out. Um, and so Curtis says, um... I'd like a title fight with Cyril Gone. Wait, what? Cyril Gone was the interim champion before he fought Nganu, and Nganu, as I said, just out-wrestled him and maneuvered him and was able to defeat him. And so his interim belt got absorbed into the regular belt. And then now there's that whole Nganu thing going on that we know about. Uh... Does Curtis know something we don't? Is Cyril Gaon going to be in another interim title fight? Because I would have thought that Stipe would be on the other side of one of those, so I don't know why Curtis didn't say, yeah, why don't me and Stipe get together and determine who's the winner of this division? Or he could have called out John Jones, who may or might not offer fight. Whatever John's going to do. But no, he, he called out Cyril Gaon. I mean, was he calling out a guy that he... He, he knows he can beat, because, I mean, that'd be a pretty rough matchup. I thought they had fought before, and I'm pretty sure gone won if, it, if they did. Uh, it just, it baffles me when these fighters get an open mic, a live not, mic. They are the only person that's on a live mic at that time in the universe. 
in the UFC or in, in Bellator or whatever they're in, you get the chance to call out whoever you want, make it count. And you get half of them that go, well, I trust the matchmakers. Okay, and, and enjoy mediocrity. Uh, well, I'll call out this guy or in Blades case, he says, I want Cyril gone. What? Like I said, if I was Curtis Blades, Daniel Cormier comes in, hey, you know, great performance, Curtis. Who would you like to see next in the octagon? Well, the words Francis Ngannou or the words Stipe Miocic or the words John Jones would come flying out of my mouth faster than anything. Absolutely. But uh, he uh, he took another shot. So, you know, hey, maybe it'll work out for him. Maybe he knows something we don't. There is that possibility. Uh, in the co-main event, and my goodness, my goodness, Alexa Grasso submitted Joanne Wood. We all thought when it went to the ground that Joanne Wood would have a better advantage. Instead, Alexa Grasso gets her in the rear naked choke, and it was on tight. You know, normally I say a rear naked choke, the only reason people tap to that is because they're just tired and want out of the fight. Uh, no, no, not this case. This was one of the rare ones where Alexa just had it on so tight, Joanne couldn't do anything but tap out or pass out, and she decided to tap out, which I believe is the better choice. Just, just crazy, though. Good for Alexa. Great Great submission victory. Uh, one of the fights of the night. It's got to be Brian Barberina. He defeated Matt Brown by a split decision. Uh, Matt Brown in his hometown. But uh, these two just... It reminded me of the Roddy Piper fight from what they live. Where it's just two guys just slugging and giving each other every bit of everything they got. I do agree that Barbarina had the better, more solid performance, but my goodness, Matt Brown was the Energizer Bunny. It's just he kept going and going and going and going. And even Brian Barbarina was like, I mean, I don't know. I've thrown everything I got into this. I, now i got to make sure he doesn't knock me out. But just a killer fight. Congrats to Matt Brown, but more importantly to Brian Barbarina for the win. Wow. You hope to get at least one of those per card, and that was the fight that just it fed right into the two main events that uh, made made the main card just ridiculous. Because the other two fights on the main card, uh, split decision win for Neil Magny over Max Griffin. Yeah, I had it about fifty one forty nine for for Neil. So okay, I get it. That was a good fight too. They went back and forth. Uh, Max Griffin controlled early on. Neil Magny found some strength in the, in the middle, and then they kind of split the third. So, you know, good fight, though, good fight. And then, in something we didn't see coming, Kai Kara France defeated Askar Askarov, handed him his first loss by unanimous decision. He just beat him. He beat him for three rounds. Askar just almost looked lost. I don't, I mean, it's like his, he wasn't quite there. His, his head was kind of swimming, and uh, Car France was, was just not letting up. And, and it was uh, just fantastic performance. 
Uh, like I said, that that main event, that that whole main card right there could have been a uh, pay-per-view main card. And the fact that it was a fight night and it was on ESPN, we got to see all of it, is spectacular. Um, other big fights, Sarah McMahon with the unanimous decision over Carol Rosa. Uh, once again, McMahon just did a really good job. That was a pretty close fight. I had it about 65-35 or about 60-40, somewhere in there. But uh, that's, that, that's right. Um, what's another one? What's the other one? I think it's Mignon Perot. Hope I said that right. She uh she beat Jennifer Maya. Jennifer Maya was trying, but uh, Mignon just had an answer for everything. She gets the unanimous decision victory in the women's flyweight. Just spectacular. Just spectacular. It's just overall just great. And I don't know if it's because um, Bellator and UFC don't want to go head-to-head with WrestleMania weekend because all the other wrestling organizations will have events throughout the weekend as well because they load up. They're using the same city where if you're somewhere if you're somewhere in the greater uh, WrestleMania area, this year it's in Dallas, Texas. So if you're in the greater Dallas-Fort Worth area, you can probably see Five wrestling match or five wrestling cards a day in different places, but uh, the UFC's next event is not till April 9th, which is UFC 273 Volkanovski versus the Korean Zombie, and Bellator's next event is not till the 15th, I believe. This two weeks from now. Yeah, April 15th says right there. April 15th, that it's going to be uh, McKee versus Pitbull 2. That's Bellator 273. Man, that's going to be a hell of a fight. So now, we've uh, we've reviewed everything that we can from last week. Now, let's preview. Let's start with Supercard of Honor, which is the Ring of Honor event. You know, Tony Khan now owns Ring of Honor. This is going to happen on April the 1st. Does it say a time? And there's a reason why I say a time, because uh, the Briscoes are going to be pretty busy. But let's start with it. Let's start with uh, Mercedes Martinez and Willow Nightingale are going to have a singles match to determine the interim Ring of Honor Women's World Champion, which is weird because Deanna Perrazzo has the actual belt. I don't know if they're going to marry those together at some point. Um, Josh Woods is going to defend the Pure Championship against Wheeler Yuta. Remember in Pure, uh, you only get three rope breaks, no closed-fisted punches because the first one is a warning. The second one is a point deducted. You go for 15 minutes or so, I think, and um, if there's no winner after 15 then it goes to three judges. It's it's more about the pure title is more about what Ring of Honor started with that that style and that's uh, uh, those two are, should be really good with it. Um, I'll go ahead and tell you. I think uh, Willow Nightingale is probably going to win uh, against Mercedes Martinez. I would say Josh the Goods Woods will probably retain his belt versus Wheeler Yuta. We're going to get Jay Lethal versus Lee Moriarty with Matt Seidel with him. Um, 
I could see Lethal putting Moriarty over. Because Moriarty's from AEW. I could see him putting him over and helping him out. But um, I, I think it, Ring of Honor moving forward, well, it just depends. Because if Jay Lethal is, is kind of done being in Ring of Honor as a regular participant, then it's kind of weird there's two AEW people on this card. But or against each other like that. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say that Jay Lethal is probably still going to win this match, but uh, Lee Moriarty is probably going to be the star after it's over. Swerve Strickland is going to take on Alex Zane. That's going to be a fun indie matchup. Uh, Strickland should win that one. Alex Zane is, is really good, but I, Strickland needs the momentum just during AEW like that, so I will go with him. Because, hey, Ring of Honor can be like a second brand to AEW where... They kind of like an NXT, but they're all on the same level. So uh, more like a Raw and a SmackDown, I guess. You can have, you can help push more agendas with uh, a third show each week, basically. The Briscoe brothers, Jay and Mark, are going to take on FTR, which is Dax Harwood, Cash Wheeler. Jesus, this this matchup is about a year in the making. They talk crap to each other on social media all the time. It is hilarious. Uh, the Briscoe brothers, every time they shoot a video from a gazebo or from uh, the tailgate of their truck or where was that other one? There was another one. Just anywhere on their farm is is just they really understand how to do that. It's fantastic. Um, who do I think is going to win this? I really think the Briscoes could. But I don't know if FTR could take the hit, so there could be a DQ or some kind of weird swerve, or I, I don't know. But these these teams, this shouldn't be the first time they, or the only time they ever match up. They should do this pretty regularly because these are two of the best teams in wrestling. Um, I'll say the Briscoe brothers, and then to to join the titles together in holy matrimony. No, actually, just to to make an undisputed Ring of Honor champion, uh, Bandito. Yep, he is back. He has his uh, work visa straightened out. They uh, they helped get all that done. Um, he is going to defend his title against Jonathan Gresham, who basically won it, taking the place of Bandito in the match uh, when he couldn't make it because of uh, COVID restrictions and other things. I think he got COVID was why he couldn't get in 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 uh, into the U.S. at that point. Um, I really like Bandito, really like Jonathan Gresham. I, I say multiple times. I remember going up to WWWA4 up off Fulton Industrial in Atlanta. To uh, It's a great training ground ran by Mr. Hughes. And, uh, and uh, I don't think Mr. Frank is with us anymore. He used to run the front. He was fantastic. Uh, some great people have come through there. I remember watching Jonathan Gresham when he was coming through there, and he was fantastic then. He is unbelievable now. I really like Bandito, but Jonathan Gresham needs to hold on to this belt and continue to travel the world, basically showing what the Ring of Honor brand is all about. Bandito's really cool. I really like Bandito. Somewhere down the road, he can win the belt back, but not after this. So, to recap, recap that one real quick. Take Willow Nightingale over Mercedes Martinez to be the interim Ring of Honor Women's Champ. Take Josh the Good Woods to retain his pure title over Wheeler Yuta. I'll take Jay Lethal over Lee Moriarty. In a way, Moriarty could be a young Lethal. That's uh, that's how fun this could be. Uh, take Swerve Strickland over Alex Zane. 
I'll take the Briscoe brothers over FTR, and I will take Jonathan Gresham to retain his title and be the undisputed Ring of Honor world champ. Let's go to Impact. What are they calling this? They, I mean, they call this some of the craziest stuff. This is also on April 1st. This is going to be, I believe, on Fight TV or Fight TV or what? I don't know. From the Fairmont Hotel in Dallas, 10 p.m. on April 1st, which means I don't think they'll be going quite head to head with WWE's first night. They may be. But this one is called Impact Wrestling Presents Multiverse of Matches. I guess we've used all the other words. Why not use those? Um, let's start here, and this is why I say this. The Good Brothers are going to take on the Briscoe Brothers. The Briscoe Brothers are actual brothers, by the way. Uh, but uh, that means the Briscoe Brothers are going to have to face FTR, which means they'll probably be early on that card, and then probably walk across the street, hopefully it's not that far, to uh, come into here to take on uh, the Good Brothers. So they're going to wrestle twice in a day. This happens a lot in wrestling, a lot more than you think it does. Usually not in the higher ranks. People wrestle in multiple places. I remember when I helped uh, run some shows years ago that we would sometimes, uh, if you knew that somebody was double booked that day, you may have them be first for you so they could be towards the end for somebody else or the, or the other way around. You would move matches around because you're like, hey, he's coming in from uh, an hour away. He's going to wrestle early and then come in, things like that. But uh, who's going to win this? Well, it's Impact Wrestling, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the Good Brothers. Uh, it probably could just be a double count out or a double DQ of some kind and just have them just brawl, which would be another good ending. But for the sake of it, I'll take the Good Brothers. Jay White versus Chris Saban. Uh, I'll take Jay White. Jay White, more complete package, has a, a bigger bigger push going on right now. He is uh, a lot more. He's got a lot bigger things going than Chris Saban. Chris Saban is pretty notorious for putting other people over, uh, even though he is fantastic. But uh, I, I'll take Jay White. Uh, the return of Tomohiro Ishii. My goodness, he's a big pit bull of a guy. He is going to take on Eddie Edwards. I'm taking Ishii because he should win, and Eddie Edwards uh, kind of whistles out to people. And yes, Eddie, I said that. Diana Perrazzo is going to take on somebody to be announced, to be named. So, gosh. It could be anybody. It could be a debuting person, somebody randomly they bring in on a one-off or to build things. Or they could, I already said the Briscoes are going to kind of do some uh, double duty. So what if the winner of Mercedes Martinez versus Willow Nightingale uh, walks across the street and takes on Deanna Perrazzo to put those belts together? Yeah, why not? Either way, I'm taking Perrazzo to retain because she's the best on the planet right now. Trey Miguel is going to defend against Jordan Grace, Blake Christian, Mike Bailey, Rich Swan, and Vincent, all in an Ultimate X match. God bless Vincent. <laughs> uh, Trey Miguel 
will more than likely retain. Um, none of the rest of them have a lot of a lot of real momentum going right now. I mean, it'd be kind of cool if Vincent won. Vincent as the X Division champion, that'd be kind of interesting because then you get Trey Miguel versus Vincent straight up. That'd be fun. Um, for the sake of it, I'll take Vincent. Alex Shelley is going to take on Mike Bailey. Is he going to be in two different matches? Because he's this is Impact Wrestling, not having their stuff together. Um, if that's going to happen, Mike Mike Bailey is going to win because uh, Alex Shelley's not a regular. Mike Bailey is somebody they signed in order to push, so I, I think he's going to win. Uh, in another match, it looks like it ru was rushed and thrown together in a blender, like a very very bad protein shake. Jonah is going to team up with Josh Alexander to take on Moose and PCO. Yeah, this whole event seems rushed because you have your world champion, your number one contender, and two guys who beat the holy crap out of each other in a tag match. Yeah, why can't we have Josh Alexander versus Moose in a straight-up world title match? Or is it because they don't want to go straight-up, they don't want to go head-to-head -head with WrestleMania and have a big moment like that and nobody see it? We'll go with that. Um, Jonah and Josh Alexander are probably going to win that. Mickey James and her real-life husband, Nick Aldis. You guys might have known him as Magnus. We're going to take on Matt Cardona and his real fiance. I don't think they're married yet. Chelsea Green. A mixed tag team match. Uh, my guess is Mickey and Nick are going to win that one. Although, having Matt and Chelsea maybe cheat to win would add a little more to it. Hopefully Nick Aldis sticks around because uh, these four also meet a lot in the NWA. We just don't get to see it much in Impact Wrestling because we just don't get to see it. Take Mickey and Nick in that one. The influence, Madison Rain and Tennille Dashwood are going to defend the tag titles, the women's tag titles against Savannah Evans and Tasha Steeles. Tasha, who is the world champion, so we're not going to have a world championship battle on this either for the women. Uh, also versus Decay, which is Havoc and Rosemary, and against uh, two people who have been feuding lately but suddenly decided to team up, Giselle Shaw and Lady Frost. Would not be that bad of a team. Uh, the Influence are going to win because them and the Inspiration are going to end up, I think it's the Inspiration, whatever they're calling themselves now, they're, the Influence and the Inspiration are going are to battle again very, very soon. As I say, card subject to change, and it's also Impact Wrestling, so never hold anything in stone. Let's go to NXT Stand and Deliver, which is Saturday. Oh, those are all April 1st. Okay, so those are all going to be Friday. So, that's smart. They are not going to go against WrestleMania. That is very smart to go at 7 and at 10. And also keep in mind that there's a chance they pre-recorded one of those, either Ring of Honor or Impact Wrestling, since they they technically could have two crossover events. Uh, but this one's not going to be. April 2nd, Stand Deliver, NXT. Toxic Attraction, which is Gigi Dolan and JC Jane, are going to defend their tag titles against Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai because that makes absolutely no sense. They don't like each other. I don't know what happened to the other teams. I have not watched this week. Uh, Raquel Gonzalez was teaming with Cora Jade, and Dakota Kai was with uh, Wendy Chu, and I I'm, love that tag team. But Toxic Jackson's going to win because 
uh, unless they're doing that weird angle where the tag team champions are not friends with each other. It's just weird. But uh, I'm going to take Toxic Attraction, too, because they're actually a pretty good team. I'm, I'm going to take them to retain until they actually put, you know, KC squared against them, which is a crying shame that they're not in this either. Carmelo Hayes is going to defend his North American Championship in a fatal five-way ladder match because, hey, we haven't had enough destructive injuries during our events. Let's have another one. Yeah, I'm a little bitter about that. Every time they do that, somebody's coming up hurt in this, and and I, I hope not, but, yeah. Carmelo Hayes is going to defend against Santos Escobar, Solo Sokoa, Grayson Waller, and Cameron Grimes. Carmelo Hayes is actually a really good North American champ. Um, Waller or Grimes could take it from him, but neither one of them have a lot of momentum right now. I'm going to say... You know what? Give me Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes is going to win this. He made some statement the other day about he wanted to do it for his dad. I think his dad recently passed away, so I think Cameron Grimes is going to win it. Tommaso Ciampa is going to take on Tony D'Angelo. It bugs me when they have matches like this, but uh, th these two are going to beat the crap out of each other, and I think Tony D'Angelo is going to win because he basically lost the majority of the feud with Pete Dunne, who is now Butch. So I think Champa is, is in that phase where he is just going to uh, put people over and, and really help build people. So I'm going to take D'Angelo. Mandy Rose is going to defend her women's title against Cora Jade, Io Shirai, and Kaylee Ray, who I believe were people they had win the Dusty Tag Team Classic. I used to, used to. I, I mean, I like all the the women involved here. Uh, I, I don't think Cora's quite ready, and beyond that, I don't want to see the other two win. Win this, so I'm gonna take Mandy Rose to retain. Uh, L.A. Knight is gonna take on Gunther or Gunther, however you want to say it. I'm gonna say Gunther because they've got to build him up since changing his name. We used to be Walter. Maybe it's Gunther Walter, whatever. Maybe his name is Gunther Walters or Walter Gunther. Or maybe they made it up. Uh, L.A. Knight's really good, but uh, they need to build Gunther, and I think he's gonna win that match. Imperium, which is the other part of Gunther's faction, Fabian Eigner and Marcel Bartel. They're going to defend the tag team titles against the Creed Brothers, Brutus and Julius, and MSK, Nash Carter and Wes Lee. I could make a case for any of these teams to win. The Creed Brothers have a lot of momentum. They won the male Dusty Classic. I'm going to say the Creed Brothers are going to be your new tag team champions because the other two have been champs. Now let's do something different. And then finally, Dolph Ziggler is going to defend the NXT world title against Braun Breaker. I'll be honest, I really like Braun. Of course, I like Dolph. I want to see Dolph retain because I don't want to just swap the title back and forth like this. And having Dolph come down and win it, if you have him immediately lose it right back, just uh, doesn't mean as much. So uh, we'll go with it that way. 
to recap NXT Stand and Deliver. I'm taking Toxic Attraction over Raquel and Dakota. Taking Cameron Grimes to win the North American Championship ladder match. Uh, Tony D'Angelo over Tommaso Ciampa. Mandy Rose to retain her women's belt. Give me the Creed Brothers to be your new tag champs. Give me Gunther to beat LA Knight. And give me Dolph Ziggler to retain. Bobby Roode can get involved. It's fine. He's going to retain over Braun Breaker. Now, to the Giants. Two-night event. We're going to start with day one, or night one, whatever you want to do. WrestleMania. WrestleMania 38. What? They're going to do the Hall of Fame. The uh, Let's see, who's going to the Hall of Fame this year? Um, the Undertaker, the Steiner Brothers, Queen Charmel. There's somebody else. But uh, obviously it's going to be... Obviously, it's going to be The Undertaker's uh, big night, as he deserves. And uh, that is going to set up night one. That um, I wonder if they're in this this order, because this would be interesting. Uh, Becky Lynch is going to defend the Raw Women's Championship against Bianca Belair. Remember, uh, Becky ha- is going to have a new hairdo, because uh, Bianca trimmed off some of her hair this week. I happen to know that. Was that a house show, I believe? Or maybe it's on Raw. I think it's on Raw. It was on Raw. Um, Becky's going to retain. She's got too much momentum going. Bianca doesn't need to get this win here. Uh, if somebody's going to beat Becky, then it can be somebody else. And they've got to build them up better. I could see Becky, Rhea Ripley, or something down the road. But I just, I, I'm not believing Bianca as a, a credible person to beat Becky. Ray and Dominic Mysterio are going to take on The Miz and Logan Paul. I think The Miz and Logan Paul are going to cheat their rear ends off. And I think the Mysterios are going to win. In fact, I believe Dominic is going to pin The Miz, with Logan probably looking on in, in shame or horror. But uh, I think this is a chance for Logan to come in and look legitimate, too. If he can look like a, uh, a halfway decent wrestler, then uh, it's going to help their brand. Everybody's brand. But uh, I'm still taking The Mysterios. Drew McIntyre is going to take on Happy Corbin. That's going to have Madcap Moss. Pretty sure Drew is going to win that. I don't see why he wouldn't. Uh, Happy Corbin, the weird thing is he hasn't lost like in the last year or since he become Happy Corbin. So I could see him doing some weird ending or something like that. But, yeah, I'm going to take Drew McIntyre. It, you just on the biggest stage, you wouldn't have Drew McIntyre lose to Happy Corbin, even though Corbin's really, really cool and, and doing some good things. Usos, Jimmy and Jay are going to defend the SmackDown Tag Team Championships against Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs. I'm going to say Nakamura and Boogs because the Usos have had the titles for a long time, and I think it makes a better story if they lose them to a uh, credible team. And Nakamura and Boogs would be interesting tag team champs. Let's go with that. The New Day, Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston, are going to take on Ridge Holland and Sheamus with Butch. A tag team match. I feel like the New Day are going to win that. 
But this will be the first time WrestleMania moments for Butch and Ridge Holland. I think we will see more of them down the road for sure. Uh, I like the trio of Seamus, Ridge, and Butch. It sucks that Big E is not going to be a part of this because uh, the six-man tag would have been really fun. But uh, we still wish him the best and uh, in all his recovery and everything. And uh, him to be healthy and happy is the most important thing. Um, I'm going to take the New Day to win. Seth freaking Rollins is going to have his opponent announced on the night of the event by Mr. McMahon. Think unless something just absolutely crazy happens, I don't think it will because I believe he's already in town. So it's not like he would, you know, miss a plane or get stuck somewhere. I'm pretty sure Seth freaking Rollins is going to take on Cody Nightmare Rhodes. It's back with the company. And that may be the best match of the card. Be real close. Charlotte Flair is going to defend the SmackDown Women's title against Ronda Rousey. I mean, I'm pretty sure Ronda's going to win, right? Because you don't have her come back, and you have all this build-up to have to have uh, Charlotte win. I'm going to take Ronda Rousey. I could be completely wrong because the WWE writers nowadays um, find one idea and run with it. So, and they're not very creative. That's why I don't call them WWE creative anymore. But they're a team of writers. Yeah. Um, Night number two. Queen Zelina and Carmella are going to defend their women's tag team titles against Sasha Bank and Naomi, Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan, and Natalya and Shayna Baszler. I could see Ripley and Liv Morgan winning the belts. They seem to be the more popular team of the group. Um, Although, honestly, if any of the four of those teams won, it Probably be best same. Johnny Knoxville is going to take on yeah Johnny Knoxville from Jackass. He's going to take on Sami Zayn in the Anything Goes match. I think this is going to help Knoxville. I believe I would be willing to bet he gets outside help from his castmates and um, other outside help of people helping him out. Uh, Sami Zayn is going to make him look a million bucks. It's going to be a fun little one-off match here. They've had a lot of build-up since the Royal Rumble to here. I, it's the road to WrestleMania. I hope it's a storyline you can use in a future video game where you can be basically Johnny Knoxville and, and edge your way into the two biggest pay-per-views of the year. Pat McAvee is going to take on Austin Theory, George's own Austin Theory. Uh, this has been a really good build-up. Pat finally gets his WrestleMania moment. He should also keep in mind that most of the time when announcers, which is what he is, commentators, get their chance to wrestle a match in WrestleMania, it usually goes embarrassingly bad. Ask Jerry Lawler. Ask Michael Cole. Well, no, Michael Cole beat Jerry Lawler in that one match. And um, Jim Ross has had some pretty embarrassing moments as well. Um, I like both these guys. I think Austin's a future star. And uh, Pat McAfee is a star in whatever he does. Um, I'm going to take Pat McAfee. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say he's going to find a way. He's going to find some sort of way to. He's going to find some sort of way to uh, to pick up the victory there. He's, he's going to have his. I think Pat McAfee is going to turn into the new Shane O'Mac, where 
he has these big time WrestleMania moments uh, where he jumps off the top rope through a table, or I think he's gonna have these big events, these big moments. He'll be that new guy, which is totally cool because we've already seen that he can he can go. Uh, we're gonna get RK Bro, Randy Orton, Riddle defend their tag their Raw tag team belts against the Street Profits, Angelo Dawkins and Montez Ford, and the Alpha Academy, Chad Gable and Otis. I think RK Bro is gonna retain. They're gonna beat the Street Profits. And then RK Bro and Alpha Academy can continue their feud, which has been fantastic. But I can also see Gable taking the loss, and he's eventually going to have to change his name because Gable, Gable Stevenson is on his way to Raw. I believe he's supposed to do something in and around WrestleMania. I mean, there's a chance he comes down and, and uh, manhandles Chad Gable, which would be a, a pretty good feat because uh, Chad's pretty accomplished in his pre-WWE stuff as well. But um, Chad Gable's going to get a new name soon. We know that. Uh, but I'm going to take RK Bro to retain. We've got the returning Bobby Lashley. How great was it to see him back? I almost jumped off the couch. So they're watching. I was like, holy crap, it's Bobby Lashley. And they got him against Omos. This is going to show how, how talented and strong Bobby Lashley is. And it's going to help Omos as well. Because he's finally against somebody he can't just shove around. He's not going to shove Bobby around. That ain't going to happen. But he's going to look good in doing it. Um, I don't know if there's a real winner in this match. Just for the sake of it, I'll say Lashley wins because he needs to. But it uh, no matter who wins, it kills their momentum a little bit. So maybe Omos wins. We get Edge versus AJ Styles. I'm going to say AJ. Real big fan of both of these guys. I'm going to say AJ Styles finds a way to win at WrestleMania and not get buried by The Undertaker or uh, all the other things that have happened. I think he's going to get his moment here. I think it's going to be a knockdown dragout match. It's going to be really, really good. This is another one that could steal the whole show, be the top match, definitely of the of the night. If not, if, if it beats Rollins-Rhodes, good for them. And then finally, in the main event, as it should be, a winner takes all to unify the championship belts. I don't know why we're going back to one title, unless maybe it's because there's not enough heavyweight contenders, like legitimate ones. I, I could make an argument for Junior Mahal, but I'll do that on a different day. Brock Lesnar, who's the WWE champ, is going to... take on Roman Reigns, the Universal Champ, with Paul Heyman. Uh, I'll be honest. Always been a Brock Lesnar fan in anything he does. I'm a big Roman Reigns fan from the time he showed up. First, because of his lineage. Second, because the guy is just on another level. He's, He's approaching that John Cena level of he could legitimately be an on-top guy for 10 years. And he's just that good, and he continues to get better. He continues to evolve, and it's just amazing how good he really is. And so uh, him versus Brock, I think, is going to be really good, and I think there should be a rematch in a cage or something like that, as much as I'm not big on having those matches all the time. I'll be the first to say that. I just think, I think Roman Reigns is going to win. 
it could be underhanded. It could be however it, it needs to be. Uh, either be as controversial as possible, or be as pure and straight up as possible. Don't don't be in the middle. Either just have it where he cheats his rear off, or somebody does in his in his way. I mean, maybe Paul tries it. It doesn't matter. When it goes to do that, he just he needs to beat Brock Lesnar. And, and we know Lesnar's going to hang around. So, I mean, they could, like I said, I could see a rematch happening at whatever their event is coming up after this, which is Backlash. I see Backlash. It could be one. But to recap, let's go to day one. Becky Lynch over Bianca Belair. She's going to retain her title. Uh, the Mysterios over Miz and Logan Paul. I think Drew McIntyre over Happy Corbin. I think Nakamura and Boogs are your new SmackDown champs over the Usos. I think the New Day over Sheamus, Ridge, and, and Butch, which is going to be on the outside. Um, ooh, I didn't even say who was going to win this. Seth Rollins or Cody Rhodes. Um, Rollins is in that weird gray area like Triple H and Randy Orton where wins and losses don't affect him as much. Um, if Cody Rhodes is the opponent, then, yeah, Cody's going to win coming in. Cody versus Rollins is going to be fantastic, but Cody's going to win. Uh, take Rousey over Charlotte Flair in night one. Night two, like I said, uh, probably Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan are going to win the uh, women's tag team titles. I'll take Knoxville over Sami Zayn. I'll take Pat McAfee over Austin Theory. I'll take RK Bro to retain the Raw Championships with a probably a win over the Street Profits. Alpha Academy will be on the outside. Uh, give me AJ Styles over Edge. Give me Lashley over... Oh, better yet. Yeah, give me Lashley over Omos. Give me Roman Reigns to retain his title. That's it. That's all we got. That's, uh... Just a, a fantastic... Fantastic week coming up. Uh, check all your local pay-per-view outlets, all the uh, the Fight TVs and the Peacock and, and all the different ones so you can watch. As the UFC returns next week, Bellator the week after that. Tons of good stuff going on. I've got a busy weekend. I know you guys have got busy weekends, but this has been Strong Style. We will see you guys next week. Remember how to watch the show. Let us know what you think. See you guys next week. Go watch WrestleMania.